Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. This is the second episode in a series of three with Tim S. Marshall. This episode will teach you how to face your fears. Tim is going to be sharing his wisdom from his book, The Power of Breaking Fear. This phenomenal book will help you overcome any fear or insecurity you may have. If you'd like to hear the other two episodes in this series of three with Tim S. Marshall, simply go to jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. One day on the plains of Africa, a young buffalo named Walter approached his dad and asked him if there was anything that he should be afraid of. Only lions, my son, his dad responded. Oh yes, I've heard about lions. If I ever see one, I'll turn and run as fast as I can, said Walter. No, that's the worst thing you can do, said the large male. Why? They're scary and they will try and kill me. The dad smiled and explained, Walter, if you run away, the lions will chase you and catch you. And when they do, they will jump on your unprotected back and bring you down. So what should I do? Asked Walter. If you ever see a lion, stand your ground to show him that you're not afraid. If he doesn't move away, show him your sharp horns and stomp the ground with your hooves. If that doesn't work, move slowly towards him. And if that doesn't work, charge him and hit him with everything you've got. That's crazy. I'd be too scared to do that. What if he attacks me back? Said the startled young buffalo. Look around, Walter. What do you see? Walter looked around at the rest of the herd. There are about 200 massive beasts, all armed with sharp horns and huge shoulders. If you're ever afraid, know that we are here. If you panic and run from your fears, we can't save you. But if you charge towards them, we'll be right behind you. The young buffalo breathed deeply and nodded. Thanks, Dad. I think I understand. We all have lions in our worlds. There are aspects of life that scare us and make us want to run. But if we do, they will chase us down and overtake us. Our thoughts will become dominated by the things that we are afraid of and our actions will become timid and cautious, not allowing us to reach our full potential. Facing your fears. In the previous episode of this series, I talked with you about stepping into the unknown, that part of us that breaks out of mediocrity and really moves towards the future that we've always wanted. I talked about your worst case scenario. It more than likely will not come true. And that's usually the thing that stops us from making any change in our life. In today's episode, we'll talk specifically about facing your fears. Anytime we want to try something new, of course, we're going to have insecurities. We're going to have anxiety and worry and many, many other emotions that come up with that. We don't yet have a baseline for the new thing we're going to do. So it is going to be unfamiliar for us. When you analyze your thoughts, you'll often think, oh, I can't do this, or this is too difficult, or there's no way I could accomplish that dream. Well, when you stop and think about it, who told you you couldn't do it? Why do you believe that you couldn't do it? What is it about you that says you cannot do it? When you really analyze it, there probably isn't anything other than your own insecurities. And insecurities can simply change once you practice something. Many times, a lot of us don't want to try something new or step out into the unknown is because we're afraid of failure. Failure is really not what we think it is. Failure is just really the stepping stones to figure out the direction you want to go, the direction you should go, and how to really hone your skills so that you can overcome anything. 
Think of a baby. When a baby's born, it can't sit up. Then those muscles are strengthened. The baby can sit up. It eventually crawls. It eventually can stand up, find its balance, and eventually can walk. And later on, the baby can run. It's the same type of thing with us in anything we do. We're going to stumble. We're going to fall. We're going to try and gain our balance. And eventually we will do it. When you really analyze your fears based off of right this second, of course, it's going to seem as if you're not going to be able to accomplish it because you've never done it before. So just like that baby learning to walk, you're going to be able to do this with a positive support group, with gathering information, with trying new informed things. That is going to allow you to overcome any insecurity that you have, but you'll only be able to do it once you take that first step. Today, I would challenge you, reanalyze what those fears are. Is there any truth to them? If you're believing something that someone once told you or listening to that doubt in your mind, then unfortunately, you'll never reach your highest potential. I'm incredibly confident that you can overcome this, that you will reach your highest potential, and that you will be able to accomplish anything you set your mind to. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? That's actually how Lifeology started. I have well over 155 episodes that I've created specifically for you. I do know that many people struggle with listening to a full 30-minute show. So these episodes are about three minutes long. Each episode will give you a practical tool or technique that you can practice daily to help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Simply go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com, or go to YouTube and search for my name, James Miller Lifeology. My guest today is Tim S. Marshall. He is a nationally recognized entrepreneur, a leading corporate coach, top speaker, and the award-winning author of The Power of Breaking Fear. He's going to share the secrets of his success today. For those of you who didn't hear the previous episode, this is actually the second episode I'll be doing with Tim. I'm going to be doing a three-episode series with Tim. The first one is going to be about his life, how he got started. The second one today, we're going to be talking about The Power of Breaking Fear, this phenomenal book. And the third one, we're going to be talking about one of his other books as well. So Tim, thank you so much for returning to my show. I'm so excited to continue our conversation that we had in our last episode. Yes, me as well. I'm very excited and, and you do a great job. Oh, thank you so much. Now, in, in our first episode, we talked a little bit about your book, The Power of Breaking Fear. I want to give them a little bit of a backstory for those of my listeners who didn't hear the previous episode. So Tim, you went from pretty much nothing as far as you were really struggling with your self-esteem, with your self-worth. You had a seventh grade education at, at the age of 20. And all of a sudden, you miraculously, powerfully changed your life to such a degree that you are now one of the top business coaches, experts, and all these amazing things that you're doing. So I wanted my listeners to at least get a little bit of information about you before we jump into this book. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I'll just give you my background real sure. quick. I, um, I started at the age of, of 20 with a seventh grade education, and I was really, truly lost in potential, and I was caught up with social phobia. Mm-hmm. And I enlisted into the community college to realize that, yes, I did not learn very much as a young adult, and it took me two years to get a college credit. But what really changed me at that point in time was I realized that I was truly lost in potential, and I was responsible for my own happiness and my own success, and nobody else was. And that's the thing. Many people don't realize that we're all self-made people. You know, we look at, you know, many times we can look at the really incredibly wealthy people, really successful people. And we often think, man, I wish I could be like that. But the reality is we all can be as successful as we want to be. Every choice we make is a foundation for the next choice and for the next decision. You know, it's one of the great things I love about Lifeology is Lifeology itself is the study of life. You know, everybody has a beautiful lesson to teach each other. You know, I can look at someone and be like, gosh, I don't really want to be like that. So I'm going to avoid that type of behavior they just did. 
Or I can look at someone like you or someone else and think, gosh, I would really like to emulate this. So what can I do that's relevant in my own life? Because I can be just as successful. Absolutely. And one of the biggest things is, is, you know, if somebody feels like they're lost in potential or they can't achieve something, the bottom line is this. It doesn't matter where you are. It, it matters where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're 18 or 95. I mean, there's some limitations physically, of course, but at the same time, we can make a change immediately if we make a decision to practice it. So going back to my background, yeah, it took me six years to get my college degree. And I had social phobia and I had self-doubt and I was really immobile and lost as, as a young adult. And I really, I had so much self awareness and and fears. And I just felt like there's no way I could achieve what these other people were achieving around me. I mean, there's just no way. I was like, it it never happened. And the strangest thing happened. I became who I wanted to be by doing the activities, by doing the actions, by doing what was uncomfortable. And one of the things too is, is that we look at life in a way where we say, you know what? I feel fearful or I feel like, oh, all these challenges and there's so much going on right now and and I don't know how to be really good at one thing. But the reality of it is, is 20,000 years ago, we're supposed to have challenges. We're supposed to all, this is all inherent in us. And meanwhile, we beat ourselves up and say, oh, I wish I didn't feel that way. Wish I didn't have insecurities or I wish I didn't have self-doubt. So it's normal. So what I've learned and what I teach is to embrace it. I, I work and I look at, just, just like our last conversation before, and, and the biggest thing we can do is the research behind it and then practice the art of doing what's uncomfortable, but being specific on a purpose of what we want to try to achieve. So real quick, if I go back into my social phobia and going into outside sales, mm-hmm. I recognized I had a major fear of rejection. It was hard. And I had to prospect and, and cold call and speak to people that I didn't know. But the more I did it, the more comfortable I got. And the greatest thing happened. I learned how to create relationships with strangers. And that is the most compelling and important thing to succeed in life yeah. is the art of connecting. Yes. Well, I think also the more, the more you, going back to your whole component of rejection, the more you practice something, the more knowledge you have, the more successful you're going to be at it. You know, you may think, oh my gosh, I got to make this cold call or I got to do this. Oh my gosh, what are they going to think? What if I stumble over my words? What if I do this? What if I do that? All these, we get bombarded with those thoughts. But once you start to trust yourself that it's okay if I mess up, it's okay if I stumble over my words, I'm going to practice this. I'm going to try this. And the more practice you have with it, the more successful you're going to be in everything. And that then becomes, like you said, the foundational piece for change, for growth, for success is the practice, is the doing, is the knowledge. And that then creates the foundation for anybody to achieve anything they want to. Absolutely. And it, you know, and if I take the measurement of doing what I did and then I became the number one account manager in the world uh, for Toshiba for, for 12 straight years, but it was all based on the fact of taking and embracing social phobia head mm-hmm. on. I was no, I was, I wasn't a great salesperson. I just learned the art of connecting with somebody, but as well as 
taking on the fear of rejection. So I'd actually go out to companies and I would say, you know what? I, I want you to reject me. <laughs> they would say, what? And I would say, yeah, no, I want you to reject me. I really do. I want you to, I want you to reject me. And then all of a sudden they would have a, well, why do you want me to reject you? And I said, well, I've already been rejected a lot today. And I have this compelling company I work for. And most people don't want to hear about it. So before I just have any conversation, I want you to reject me. And then the <laughs> next thing you know, I built up a relationship over 20 years. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> it's a different technique, but obviously a very f effective yeah, technique. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? That's funny. So, yeah. <laughs> and so, that's the thing. I mean, that's that's how you learn for yourself how to break that fear. And I think that's one of the most difficult things is, you know, in our previous episode, we talked about the fear of the unknown, you know, and, and it was said that there's nothing that's not known because somebody knows it. So you got to find it. <laughs> you, ha you have to find it. And, and, and I isolated, like I said, and from the marketing and sales perspective is once I really engaged fear of rejection and I overcame it, mm -hmm. I mean, now it's time to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's the best like, part. Yeah. Let's bring it on. Yes. You know, so, and then, you know, what I did was when I hit, hit my pinnacle and I did it for 12 years and I succeeded on, on way more than I ever thought I did. And I remember getting the award and I was out in Northern California for being the top account manager uh -huh. and I walked off the stage and I was done. That was it. That chapter of my life was over. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to take on my next challenge, which was starting a company from scratch. And you did a fantastic job. It was like in four years, it became one of the top companies on Inc. Was that what I read? Yeah. Um, you know, I Yep. Yep. And I, I started in the worst economy in 2008 in January, right when the market crashed. And I was told, you know, by all the, oh my God, you're, you're such a good salesperson and the economy's crashed. What are you doing? Are you crazy? <laughs> you know, and meanwhile, I was in, in Dade County, one of the hardest hit areas. And it's an area I didn't even work because I had a non-compete. And I started with a desk and a telephone. And I was there by myself, and I had to go back to the age of 20 when I decided to take on challenges head on. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that many people don't realize is every new challenge, the, it may be demonstrated a different way, but the fears and the thoughts and the emotions that go along with it are exactly what you've experienced before. We've always, so there's really nothing new in our own life. My, the events may be different, but my self-doubt, my fears, my worries, all these things that go along with every new situation is going to be very similar to what I'm experiencing now. So if I overcame it before, well, I can clearly overcome it again. Now you just have to figure out how to take those same techniques you used before and to tweak them to match this current situation. You couldn't have said it any better. Well, and thank you. And that's, <laughs> you couldn't have said it. I mean, that right there in itself is how to achieve anything. Yes. Well, let's jump. This is, I think, a great segue into jumping into your book. So the book is A Power of Breaking Fear. And one of the things, I, when, I'm, when I've looked actually through this book, I, I was telling people in the, in the previous episode, I really like this book because it's broken down into such small chunks that, you know, a couple pages here and there for one little section is very, very refreshing, very revitalizing. So when my listeners, when you go out and buy this book, I really want you to take it and read it every day. If, if you want to read the whole thing all at once, you can. But I think it's important for each person to read it slowly 
slowly and methodically and really focus on these little nuggets that are in all throughout this whole book. But I want to switch and actually have you, Tim, tell us more about this book. You have a specific way that you want your readers to actually read it. So why don't you tell us what that is? Yeah, you know what I did is I put it into chronological order. Mm -hmm. And I've read thousands of books and I've done a lot of different things in a way where I've taken on challenges and I've, I've proven to myself and others that, hey, you know what? It can be done yeah. and it doesn't have to take a long time to overcome anything. Yeah. So I put it in a, in a way where it was like the first chapter is based on awareness. The first thing in our lives, we have to become aware of who we are, who we want to be. But it's not even just asking ourselves questions. It's asking other people how do they perceive us as well? Mm -hmm. And it's basically kind of taking, you know, it's like doing a hypothesis. It's, it's, it's educating ourselves in a way where we can identify there's certain things and certain strengths and weaknesses that we need to start with. Because if you're not aware of it, how are you going to grow into something that maybe you're not aware of, hey, this could be a weakness or maybe it's a strength I'm not capitalizing mm -hmm. on. Yeah, exactly. Because often if we, if we become so intrinsic and, and so um, myopic, in other words, only focusing on one thing, we don't realize that we have so many more strengths than what we realize. So it is good to hear that you have external people give that feedback. One thing I always have people look at as well is what is your self-talk? You know, when we stumble over something or we maybe do something we're embarrassed about or we make a mistake of some sort, those immediate thoughts that go through your head is really what you believe about yourself. It's really what's what in psychology we call core belief. So if I say, James, you're so stupid or what is wrong with you? I can't believe you did that. That belief system that I have is going to be inferior to the people around me because that's the looping tape that plays over and over and over again in my mind. And so when I can identify that, and that's what I always have my listeners uh, really take a look at as well, is when they do something, what do they tell themselves? Whatever they tell themselves is going to be a maybe a blind spot in their life they didn't realize is how they really believe about themselves when you strip everything away. And so it's really good for people to really understand that that who I want to be is the direction I want my life to go. But if we're not aware of what we truly believe, for example, that's a really good uh, way for people to really figure out how they believe about themselves is when they do stumble over something or when they do struggle with something, what do they say? And that's going to be a really good foundational piece to say, wait a minute, if do I really believe that? And if I do, why? What is this evidence that proves this? Clearly, my life is much more rewarding and successful in all these other areas. So why do I keep believing this? You know what? You just nailed something right there. And I just, I'm, I'm a wordsmith when it comes to certain words. And you said evidence. Mm -hmm. So yep. one of the things that I communicate with, and even with this book is, you know, if, if I got rejected by one person or 10 people, and I just said, you know what? That doesn't work for me. I got rejected. But maybe if I communicated with 10 more people or 20 more people, guess what? That rejection starts to go down. So then all that self-doubt, that beating ourselves up, whatever it is, it turns into success, dopamine. It turns into something <laughs> I like that, yeah. we want to start achieving. Uh -huh. And the book, in a way, is, like I said, it's in a chronological order. I actually had, I was criticized because I gave so many taglines and so many things away in this book because, you know, they're like, well, why don't you stretch it into something else? Because it's so encompassing in a way, really from start to finish, you can gather and get anything out of this in a way that you can achieve most any self-doubt. But the biggest thing is you're building power back in yourself. Yeah. And um, one, of the, one of the analogies I use in the book is, is protecting your bullseye. And that's in relationships, that's in your business environment, 
that's even self-talk between your ears. And I use analogies a lot, especially when I communicate in different audiences so that they can relate and identify. But if we talk about protecting our bullseye, it's our heart. Mm. And that's the one thing that can bring us down between our ears. So I, I diagram it out in a way where it's like arrows. We could you know, wake up and we could have the same thing happen to us over and over. Somebody says the same thing over and over. We go to our job and it says the same thing over and over. We just let the arrows hit our heart, hit our heart, hit our heart. And then meanwhile, we act surprised every single time. Why do we feel this way? <laughs> you build a yellow line around that, that red area and that's your awareness and that's your practice zone. That's why it's so detailed in this book so that you become aware of the arrows and you say, you know what? Hmm, why am I so surprised? Maybe I need to practice becoming more aware and maybe being uncomfortable is not so bad. So then, just like you said earlier, it's like you take the same formula like I did in sales and I started my own company. I had my own bullseye when I started my own company of fear, fear of the unknown. Yeah. So I educated myself and then I had that yellow practice area to the point that then I drew another line around it, which is an iron area, black core, where guess what? The arrows don't hit anymore because I built up my boundary based on research, activity, evidence. And that's how I grew, grew, yes, a company from scratch that was never supposed to succeed. I never borrowed any money. And I made Inc's, Inc. Magazine's list as far as one of the fastest growing companies in the U.S. four years in a row. That's amazing. And if I can uh, maybe piggyback off that as well, once we become more well-rounded, more grounded, more aware... I think even that bullseye would probably start to change and morph. You know, it's it's still going to be a, you know protecting your heart, but it's going to look different in the sense of those things that bothered me maybe four years ago aren't going to bother me anymore because I've learned. And so when you create that barrier, like you said, around it, it is those things that once were attacking you, if you will, aren't even you don't even realize it anymore. So I think over time that bullseye mentality is going to morph and change as you grow and develop as a person. Perfect, you nailed it. Because you built up, the greatest thing you can build up is resilience. Yes. Then all of a sudden you can take on something else. Take on something else. Your personal relationships get better. Your career gets better. And the greatest thing you can get is your own personal freedom. And I think that's the thing that many people don't realize is that sometimes we're a prisoner to ourselves, we're a prisoner to our thoughts, we're a prisoner to our fear. Like your book specifically talks about that and the power of breaking fear. We, we're prisoners to so many things. And, you know, the whole goal for anyone is to live a fulfilled life. But living a fulfilled life means you're free, means you're free of, of, of what people think about you. You're, fear, you're, you're free of, of so many things that have held you back in the past. And that's where literally your future is now yours to define because you've allowed that space for these amazing things that happen in your life and you've gotten rid of all that fear. Absolutely. And, and one of the biggest words in this book is activity and practice. And there's no graduation. The more you practice something, and that's with our own emotions, the better and more resilient you're going to be to handle relationships. And you know what's mm-hmm. going to happen? Your, your circle around you starts to get stronger as well. You stay away from toxic people, toxic environment, anything that's going to bring you down because you keep your power. The whole idea behind this book is that you build up your power so much that you have freedom of choice to achieve anything, freedom of choice of of setting up your surroundings, your your social surroundings. So you don't feel like that you're giving your power away from anything, with anything in your career. 
and you're in charge of your own success. Yes. You know, in psychology, we have what's called the law of the group, which basically means, or in social psychology, rather, which means that like attracts like. If I'm a gossiper or if I'm, if I'm someone who doesn't like exercise or if I I'm, if I'm, uh, speak maliciously about people, I'm going to be drawn to those people. Those people are going to find me. And so I think it's really important for all of us to recognize that. Look at your friend group right now. And I'm sure these people are wonderful people. But with that law of the group in social psychology, it basically says we're attracting those people and they're attracted to us. So if you find, if you look around your friend group and nothing wrong with them, but if you find they're going in a different direction than you, you need to find a different group of people. One of my favorite um, quotes is, you can't hang out with chickens and expect to soar with the eagles. And it's so true when you want to grow in a different way. If you struggle with, with rejection, if, if you struggle with fear, if you struggle with all these different things, then just like we've talked about in the previous one, you, you, you look, you research, you find that um, the information that's going to help you. But on, on top of that as well is you surround yourself with those people who have those attributes that you struggle with because once you are around those people, you will then start to play up just like in sports. You'll start to be able to emulate that. You'll be able to ask them questions and that's how you grow and develop in a very practical way. It's sometimes just changing up the groups of people with whom you hang out. Absolutely. And I have an analogy inside the book and, and it's, it's about freshwater fish. And there's a disease that kills more freshwater fish than anything else and it's called ick. And it's, a, and it's a white cottony substance that, that gets on the outside of the fish's gills. And what it is is if they're in the wrong environment and if there's too many fish or whatever it may be, it, it creates distress. And guess what? It kills them. Yeah. So what we really want to do is we, just like you said, you really want to build an environment around you that's healthy. It's, you know, it's so important to choose the right people. And the, and the biggest word I just use is choose. Yep. You know, Everything's a choice. Yep. That's true. We forget about it. We're like, oh, we got to conform. We got to do this. We got to do that. The more you build yourself up and the more you practice of, of doing what's uncomfortable, as long as it's positive, mm-hmm. amazing. Yes. How many choices we really have to achieve whatever we want in our lives. And that's one of the things that, just to wrap up here, that's one thing I always teach people as well is every single thing you do, you have a choice. So many times we don't realize that we make unconscious choices. For example, you know, my listeners right now, how are you sitting? However you're sitting right now is probably not a conscious choice. You just sat like that because you've done it for so long and it's probably comfortable. So in that, that's a great analogy to let people realize that choices are always made. They're either conscious or subconscious. So going back to what you're saying at the beginning of the book, when you have this awareness, that awareness in everything you do determines, is this the healthiest choice for? me. Absolutely. Well, Tim, it has been a fantastic time talking with you again. So my listeners, make sure to tune into tomorrow's episode as well. You can find it on the radio or you obviously go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com. And you can hopefully have already subscribed to the podcast. If you've not, definitely do that. So Tim, once again, if my listeners want to find out more information about you and all in this amazing book, The Power of Breaking Fear, where would they find the information about you and the book? Okay. Well, the book is on Amazon. It's The Power of Breaking Fear. And also My website is timsmarshall.com. I've got seven books, but this is the mothership. This is the first one of 20-some years worth of notes. And um, a lot of takeaways and a lot of people's in there that are just truly... Um, I, I can't tell you the feedback I get and it's, it's, it's really heartwarming. That's exciting. And for my listeners, I'm going to put uh, Tim's book on my storefront as well. So go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and you can find the power of breaking fear on my site as well. Tim, thank you once again for being a guest on my show. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much, James. You do an amazing job. Thank you. 
Thanks. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.